Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today. This is the midweek special. This is where we get you caught up on what's going around, around the world of home improvements and my world and everything else in between the weekend shows. Wow, what a week it has been in my area. And a little little story here. I think we're on day five of a, of a uh, state of emergency in my town here outside of Portland because of, uh, sheesh, we basically got a hurricane on Saturday that was frozen that came in. And uh, in the Columbia River Gorge here, we had uh, 80 to 100 mile an hour gusts. So I think that's close enough for me. And then here in town, we had 40 or 50 mile an hour gusts gusting up. Uh, at times, we got above 60. But the problem is we have here is we're in the forest. So we have these big, you know, 200 plus 300 year old fir trees that are 100 plus feet tall. And when those things break off or the roots go, we have big karate chops on houses. And unfortunately, we did have uh, some deaths of trees hitting houses and just taking them down to the foundation which is so unfortunate. So my thoughts and prayers out for those people out there that lost loved ones during this storm. And I mean, just up the street from me, I had a couple that uh, ended up having to take an ax and chop their way out of their house because a tree came down and landed on it. And that was the way they got out and rescued themselves. And so uh, we had over 100,000 people here. I think it was 150,000 people with no power. And uh, that was a pretty ugly event. And uh, just as we were starting to get that down, of course, we were out out of power here at my place for about uh, three, uh, about three, almost three days, almost three days. Luckily, I was prepared. I had a generator. Um, but again, when you're running on generator power, mine is on gas. Uh, that Energizer generator did a great job of powering my house. I had I had heat. I was much better off than than eighty percent of the people in my community. And uh, I was able to keep the heat on, keep the frozen pipes from coming in because uh, we were uh, highs in the teens. And so it was really tough. And there's a lot of people out there that were gone or whatever else. And so their houses, uh, there's going to be tens of thousands of homes or more with uh, frozen pipes and stuff. So the, the damage as we warm up today and tomorrow is going to really be seen. And that's going to be the third damage because we had that storm. Uh, and then we had, uh, just as they were starting to get under a hundred thousand people with no power, we had a half inch of freezing rain come in last night. And so currently here, uh, in the morning on Wednesday, the 17th, it is, uh, 28 and raining outside. And hopefully we get a warm up here because, um, there's only so much everybody can take. 
And uh, it is just continuing to hammer us. And this isn't typical for us. So this is something that's kind of interesting. And I know there are people in other parts of the area that in the, you know, across the U.S. and Canada, across the world going, ah, we, we just do that. The problem we have here is, you know, I love my trees. But the problem is, is that we have all these big, tall fir trees, which I love in my neighborhood. I have no problem with them. The issue is, is that we have all these protected trees. But the problem is it's so hard to take one down when the roots are compromised or anything else. People just go, well, it'll be okay. It's been there a hundred and something years. Well, when they have root rot in things like that, that's where we run into issues because uh, those roots become compromised and all of a sudden the tree blows over in a big windstorm. And now we have deaths, destruction, and um, sheesh. There were roads uh, a block away from my house. I had five or six ways to get into my house. And we were down to one way in and out. And that was only because of the fire station down the street. They wanted to make sure they could get out and respond to calls, at least and have one direction. So they ended up getting through and cutting things apart and, and getting to where we could go through. But the problem was I, I had no problem jumping over and helping people with chainsaws and get things opened up. But here's where we got to be careful with safety, guys, is that you'd walk over there and take a look and you'd see power lines and power poles in the middle of groves of trees that were you know, 12, 14 feet high stacked up across the roadway. And I'm not one to go jump in. That's dangerous unless I know the power company is standing there saying those are not hot. Your best is to leave that to the professional. So I was going around my neighborhood over the weekend here and helping neighbors out and making sure that everybody was cool and that uh, everybody was safe. I wanted to went next door to my neighbors who are really cool people and they had uh, skewered trees through the uh, outbuilding they had that were, uh, you know, widow makers that came down that I watched come down. I was actually talking to my wife during that and uh, I could watch it come down. It fell about 60 feet and we're talking, you know, big, huge branches, stuff bigger than my my thigh in diameter. And uh, I didn't skip leg day. Let's put it that way. And it went right through the sh- roof of their shed and uh, that thing just couldn't take it. Uh, that'll be another repair I'll help them with later. But these are the things that we're seeing out there. So a couple things that I wanted to give you that I learned that uh, it's tough to to plan for, but it's something to think about. For instance, you know, I have a gas powered generator. Um, it should get connected over to natural gas and I'm, I'm going to have to do a tri-fuel conversion or go something else because here's the other problem we had. When these trees picked up their root balls and flipped over, They also broke gas lines. So you would smell gas. Gas company came out. Everybody did a best job as they could. The power company, PGE, special thanks to you and working people in this cold to get things taken care of. So I just got to say thank you to everybody out there. But uh, some people lost natural gas, which means their natural gas generators weren't working in my neighborhood. That wasn't the case. But uh, two blocks away, that was the case. So... Uh, I was, I went through, uh, my generator is a great one, but I was, I went through, oh, about 15 gallons of gas per 24 hours with my generator. It's a big one because it's trying to, you know, do everything within the house, but I don't want to store that much gasoline in my house. So what I would have to do is I would, you know, fill it up. It would run for a number of hours and uh, most of the day, and I'd have to fill it back up again. But the issue was I had to keep going to the gas station. And so it's a tough situation to be in. It's not a perfect situation. So uh, I think I'm going to end up going back to a uh, to a whole house generator to be able to do that. One of the on-demand units in the future here. 
that worked well. And I have a transfer switch, so everything was legit. But it was one of those problems that uh, really became an issue. And, uh, you know, I just had to keep going out. Luckily, I didn't have to drive far to find a place that had power. But when you've got, you know, nearly half of your area with no power, finding gas stations can be tough. So I got to keep that in mind when I look into a real natural disaster that's even bigger, like a big earthquake or something that could damage things for, um, you know, tens of miles around here. That could be a larger issue. And there's still areas up the street from my house that uh, from Saturday where it lost power that they're not close to getting power yet. So these are things that, uh, you know, when I say, uh, you know, man, be ready for a week or two in a natural disaster of not having stuff. Yeah, you might not have power for a week or two pretty easily. And we see that with hurricanes. And basically, we had just that a frozen hurricane. So now that we've got our power back and now that we're good, I'm hoping to make uh, through the rest of the few hours here before the warm winds come. We're supposed to be getting some warm winds to, th winds to thaw this out and get the ice off the trees because uh, we are still kind of looking around, hoping the trees can take just a little bit more of this ice before it warms up today. But uh, I want to thank all you guys out there, reached out to see how things were going out here as well in the Pacific Northwest for us working on this show and everybody else out there. And this is really where, where neighbors, helping neighbors, has been really big, and I think it's been good for the community to rally around each other and to help people out and to really do it uh, and do it right. So say thank you to all you guys out there that have reached out to see if I need anything or my family. So I do appreciate you all. You know, on our uh, midweek special, we do talk about recalls, and there is one important one out there that uh, Dakin Comfort Technologies, which is formerly Goodman Manufacturing Company, uh, they have a recall. The molded plastic drain pan located at the bottom of the evaporator coil can overheat, melt, and deform, causing a fire hazard. So uh, find out what's going on with yours. Head over to cpsc.gov forward slash recalls. They just added 3,600 additional units. Um, and so basically uh, almost 300,000 evaporator drain coil, uh, coil drain pans uh, in the U.S. and 44,000 for our friends up north in Canada were recalled between 20, uh, November 21 and again in July 2022. So make sure that you've got that uh, dialed in if that's an issue. If you're the original owner, I'm sure they're going to reach out, but uh, I would make sure that uh, you've got that uh, taken care of. If you have a Goodman sticker on yours and it's fairly new, I would just research and make sure that you don't need anything else right there. Well, coming up this weekend on the show, we got a big show ahead. We're going to be talking about a hot topic, which is really big. And we're going to be talking about, um, well, we'll just kind of keep this, not going to get too tricky with you here. In Australia, they banned quartz countertops due to health hazard for workers. So we're going to dive into that. Are we expecting to see that banned in the U.S. coming up? And uh, what's why are they banning quartz countertops? We're going to talk about that and dive into that. And then uh, we have so much more in hour number two that you don't want to miss. But we've got a jam-packed show this weekend. We'll talk more about it on Friday on our little tease that we send out. But uh, looking forward to uh, doing uh, more about that. We investigated this just to see what the story is and to give you the back story. Is it safe to put in your home? And uh, I want to give you all the facts that I know about it and my opinions as well. So uh, we'll dive into that on Saturday. All right, everybody. I'm going to get out of here before the power goes out. Uh, I see some flickering going on here. So I want to make sure and get this out to you guys before we lose it. Uh, the, last, the last thing I want to do is to get this thing all done and have to go try to figure out how to get it uploaded to uh, you people out there. Hey, if you've got any questions, make sure you reach out to me on social media. That's one of the best ways to do it. 
And you can do that at AroundTheHouseOnline.com and uh, get a hold of me there as well as on social media. Just look for Around the House Show. Or if you've got a home improvement question, give me a call at 833-239-4144. We'll see you on Saturday. Thanks for tuning in to Around the House. I appreciate y'all. Have a great rest of the week. Anywhere beyond the mean Life is a love song, let's be lovers We're all over the radio Take my hand, I know where to go All over the radio with you Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out Millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's Millboard.com.